the month of September is a relief from the relentless energies of this past summer, June through August. And it's a chance for us to regather, regroup, refresh, reconsider, renew, release, revive, and revision. All of the rewords, since we also have a Mercury retrograde this month, as well as the spiritual pilgrimage that will be a big theme in September. It's going to bring some relief along with more of the release and recalibration of energies that we have seen all year and for the past two years or more. Let's talk about the energies of September in this week's article, the September 2022 Energy Report. Welcome to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host, and I want to show you how to create your rich, happy, and successful life. Since 2004, I've been teaching soul-congruent, mind-expanding, wholeness living to a global audience. I'm known as the world's most accurate intuitive, the iconic energy savant, a best-selling author of eight books, the expert on energy boundaries, alignment, integration, and intention. And I'm the founder of the Becoming 360 Method of Transformation. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and energize you to embrace your full potential, upsource your possibilities, revive your life, and shine your light brightly. Thank you for joining me on this week's High Vibes Living Podcast. And I hope you'll learn something that tunes you into your high vibes and motivates, energizes, and inspires you and shines some light on your journey. Let's get started. It's a new month with new opportunities, and I'm not just saying that because it's the 1st of September, but don't be so quick to lay down the burdens of the past few months because they are what you're going to be working with all month. In particular, the divine action mantra of August, I am, I can, I will, becomes the foundation of our action plan for September. The energy theme for September is it's time to shine. And my thoughts on this topic may surprise you, but I think you'll agree that we have hidden, dimmed, and blocked our lights for long enough. We are ready to go and to glow. September has some unique energy aspects, and it's a step in a new direction, as well as a pilgrimage of spiritual initiation that moves us into new areas of spiritual awareness and understanding. You don't have to look very far to see examples of 5D everywhere around you. Even in the darkest places, the light of spiritual truth and justice is shining. That's why you're seeing so much of the darkness. And we can't forget the Mercury retrograde this month, which is going to remind us that taking extra care with our travel and communications is a good idea. This month, it's time for action as we have a powerful Mars placement that is going to be helpful in initiating quick releases of what is no longer aligned with our intention and a quick replacement with something else. I know a lot of astrologers tell you, go within month after month, take care of your inner work, but I'm telling you the opposite. The time to go within is over and we need to stop retreating to our inner sanctums and start showing the world what we've got. How can we know if our healing work is completed if we never take action? It's a powerful month with a lot of potential. And should we choose to undertake our pilgrimage, a journey of spiritual initiation? 
it may reveal new potentials that we never considered and provide a level of completion and closure that frees us from the bondage of karma, grief, guilt, shame, and our most powerful limiters. September's theme is it's time to shine. And I'm announcing that your time is here. It doesn't matter why you've been holding back or have been held back. A new paradigm of learning and teaching is necessary now. For the nearly 20 years that I have been a spiritual mentor, author, teacher, and guide, I've watched as many people came to the forefront and others were left out. People who were blessed with powerful gifts, messages, and abilities could not seem to get in the spotlight and were relegated to standing in the wings. I've wondered about that as I saw scores of people who did not deserve the accolades they were receiving becoming icons in their field. People who built their businesses with work stolen from others, like my content thief, Christine Kane, who abused their gifts, who took advantage of people, who said things that weren't true, who pretended to channel spiritual beings and who built large cult followings, who appropriated Native American teachings to the detriment of some of their followers whose blind trust led to their deaths, who manipulated weak, needy and confused people into believing that they had all the answers and they could have them too for a hefty price. In 2005, I said in a channel message from Archangel Uriel that there would come a time when the teachers the world has celebrated would be replaced with new, compassionate, legitimate teachers, and that time has come. The spiritual industry has become a media commodity that only a few select are chosen to participate in while truly gifted teachers, healers, authors, and way showers struggle. And that time is over. It is time to shine, to break free from the bonds of the martyred healer and the healing work that has bound our energy for decades in this lifetime and in countless past lifetimes to claim our energetic stage and shine our own light. I've always said that every teacher has an audience and your audience is waiting for you. It's your time to shine, so start glowing and get going. September's strong spiritual signature is best described by its numerology value of six. September is the ninth month and we are in a 2022 year. Nine plus six, two plus two plus two is six, is 15 and five and one is six which is the descension or spiritual energy descending. If you remember when I've talked about the ascension map, we have descension where the energy comes down, transcension where we cross the 4D bridge, and then ascension when we've gone through the descension and the transcension and we are ready to ascend. Did you think that this would happen when we reach the number nine, the number of completion? Nine signifies the end of a journey that takes on a spiritual context with the energy that we get from the number six. Nine is the reverse of six and it marks the end of a journey, but our life journey becomes partnered with spirit at the number six when we bring energy down from source and here we are. Here's a little bit of my thinking and my logic behind this. On the numerology value line, we have numbers one through four, which are the beginning of our journey where we are grounding into our reality. Things get interesting as we reach the number five, which is unsettled chaos, disruption, and disintegration. 
with six, we reach up to source to bring energy down to our reality so we can build our spiritual energy container. We've tried it on our own, which we experience with the numbers one through five, and we get to the chaos of five and realize we need more information and resources from a source outside of ourselves from a different source in order to move forward. Our spiritual support comes from the number six, but we have to open our hearts and our energy field to ask for and to receive it. As Archangel Uriel always says, participation in the third dimension is by invitation only. Continuing the numerology discussion, with seven, we are seeking the spiritual path and the integration of the spiritual energy we've just received. Eight brings us to the realization of as above, so below, that everything's connected. Remember the alpha and the omega, and everything is spiritually balanced. We achieve energetic congruence and divine harmony. Then with nine, we complete our journey. We started with the number six. Six and nine are mirrors of each other. If six is the beginning of our spiritual integration, then nine is its full embodiment into congruence and divine harmony. There you go. It's a little bit of numerology for you. And I chose this example because it best describes our spiritual journey and our movement along that path for this month how we got here, what we're doing here, and where we're going. This opens the portal to the real beauty of September's energy, and that is the spiritual pilgrimage, a journey of spiritual initiation to gather up our various aspects and bring them back to wholeness and congruence. Not for the purpose of healing, though. We need to move on from that path. Instead, we need to move into the wholeness and congruence so we can end our healing cycles and endless forays into our karmic roles and instead live life from the 5D paradigm of creation, connection, cooperation, collaboration, and community. In shamanic circles, this could be called a soul retrieval, but it's not entirely the same thing. Shamanic soul retrievals focus on gathering energy that has been scattered through trauma. Then healing can begin. Our spiritual pilgrimage has a very intentional focus of bringing our scattered energy back together for the express purpose of ascending into higher frequencies and potentials. No more healing paths. We move beyond healing and into wholeness and congruence. That is largely a product of our intention and what we intend to do with our healing path. We don't limit ourselves to healing. We want full completion and closure. This is the end of the 3D karmic paradigm and we are ready for joyful, joy-filled living. The purpose of our spiritual pilgrimage is to create an understanding of our soul mission and life purpose with the option of expanding into a new 5D paradigm. But to prepare for the future, we have to understand the past. And for September, this means going back to August and December 2017 and early 2018, because this is when the pieces were put in place for this great adventure to unfold. Now, remember, if you've been reading my energy reports for the last four or five years, we have a lot of different aspects that are quite rare and quite historic. But this particular, what I'm, what I'm focusing on for right now for the September energy report, this was set in place back in 2017 and 2018. 
What has been a relentless theme in our lives for the past five years in particular? Changing the status quo, changing how we view ourselves and the world, moving from the inevitable path of karma and destiny to the self-determined path of creation and self-awareness. Aligning ourselves with the unknown possibilities of our potential rather than doing what is expected of us. Shifting our belief system from the victim consciousness of the martyred healer to the victor paradigm of the empowered master. In August 2017, we had a powerful total eclipse at 28 Leo, which was called the Great American Eclipse because its path crossed the continental United States. On the date of that eclipse, we had Mars at the same degree and Mercury retrograde in its ruling sign of Virgo. That stage was set for the future that's happening right now because we have very similar placements now. And Mars is a big player this month and in the coming months. Then we had the big Capricorn concentration in 2020 that included the Saturn-Pluto conjunction that had previously happened in 1518. Then Martin Luther protested the corruption and heresy of the church. What has become the new religion which seeks to control our lives and what are we protesting now? History does repeat itself. The Saturn Uranus square of 2020 and 2021 has not been easy either, depending on which side of the light you're on, and it's going to bless us with its final pass this month. There have been other big energy events too, like this year's U.S. Pluto return, the Jupiter-Neptune the Jupiter Neptune conjunction in Pisces, which happened on April 12th, a rare 151-year transit that always marks spiritual renewal. And here we are with all of these events that have built a repertoire of energy. And what do we do with it? Well, we start putting it into use in our own lives by opening up to new potentials, setting our intention for joy, and taking intentional inspired action. Remember, nothing is absolute and you can allow for course corrections if you're not 100% satisfied with your choice or with what you're doing. <laughs> do you remember how last month ended? with a powerful new moon on the 27th that was tough for everybody. I thought the last week or 10 days of August were particularly difficult, and so did many of you. And September opens with the energy echoes of that new moon, so we're prepared for what's coming, because we do have some tough aspects this month, as well as some really wonderful things, including one that supports our spiritual pilgrimage this month. We do have a Mercury retrograde in September, starting on the 10th and ending October 1st, with the shadow period extending through October 15th. And here the standard Mercury retro warnings apply. Double check your communications, add extra travel time, pay attention to where you put things, and don't sign or start anything important if you can avoid it, or it may have to be redone at a later date when Mercury is no longer retrograde. Now, Mercury retrograde happens three or four times a year, and it lasts for almost nine weeks with the shadow period. So you can't stop your life for every Mercury retrograde. But you do have to apply extra caution during these periods. This one is going to impact our relationships in Libra and shake out all those pesky ones that aren't really bad enough for you to end, but also are not that great. 
I think they'll be ending now. Remember, you don't have to do the release work. Sometimes it's done for you. Remember the karmic booms I wrote about in July. And that all you have to do is accept the endings. I also have to mention the Saturn-Uranus square that comes around again this month and lasts for the next two months. And I mentioned this because it is such a powerful energy for change. Remember, we still have the global Pluto return happening at the same time. But this is the Saturn-Uranus square that is just a real power to the people moment. This is really about bringing the world back into balance, blocking the attempts of globalism and elitism and the ideologies that are ruining people's lives all over the world. It's putting a stop to all that. And it has to do with the eclectic energies of Uranus, which is all about change in the very fixed, comfortable, hey, you get off of my cloud and get out of my house energy of Taurus. Taurus is a sign that wants creature comforts. It wants to be left alone. It wants to have good food and good wine and the best of everything and just have fun all day. That's Taurus. You know, they can be incredibly stubborn, but they're also very, very self-indulgent and not in a positive way. And then you have Uranus in Taurus. Uranus rules Aquarius and Saturn's in Aquarius. But guess what? Saturn is the traditional ruler of Aquarius. So Saturn also rules Capricorn. So you have all these energies working together to take down the establishment, the established bureaucracies and tyrannies and technocracies and allow a more self-directed and a more community-minded paradigm to start taking form. This isn't new energy. This was the dominant energy of 2021, which is coming around for completion, and it's going to bring relief, rebalancing, closure, and a lot of cleanup of outdated systems, corruption, embedded bureaucracies, and paradigms that have long outlived their relevance in a world that is moving into 5D ascension integration. I've been saying for months that we're going to see this happening now, and it is happening. Be prepared for change on an individual and a collective level. Saturn in Aquarius is supporting our 5D ascension integration, and Uranus in Taurus is shaking us out of our comfort zones, as I just said. You can't fight this, so make changes as necessary. And by the way, this is the final Saturn-Uranus square that we'll see in these signs in our lifetime. One of the most spiritual aspects I've seen in decades, ever since the Harmonic Concordance of August 1987 and the Harmonic Convergence of November 2003, happens in September. And it's why I call this month a spiritual pilgrimage. And by the way, those two dates I just mentioned, August 87 and November 2003, I remember the one in August 1987 because it was on the internet such that it was in 1987. And I can remember looking at some very primitive websites, but especially the one in 2003. I can remember looking at some very primitive websites and talking to people about it, but also this was one of the first global events that was shared on the internet. We have the four aspects of spiritual initiation happening this month, the birth, the trial, the lesson, and enlightenment represented by the four signs of spiritual learning, Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. Mercury and Venus will be in Virgo this month. Mars is in Gemini and Jupiter in Aries 
the sign Mars rules, brings in the Sagittarius energy. And then we have Neptune in Pisces with Jupiter later this month and early October. And the Venus placement in Virgo after the six adds a special blessing to that energy. What a gift. This is truly a gift. This should be celebrated amongst the astrology community as something that is along the lines of the harmonic concordance or the harmonic convergence. With Gemini, we start on our karmic journey. Think of the Fool card in Tarot and travel to Virgo where we suffer and decide how we're going to experience the lesson. Isn't it interesting that in the Zodiac, Virgo is also the sixth house. Virgo is where we decide whether we're going to be the martyred healer or the empowered master. It's also where we decide whether we will become a victim or a victor. Then we travel to the higher learning and understanding of Sagittarius, which represents truth and justice, higher learning, higher thinking. And finally to Pisces, where we achieve enlightenment and the end of our journey. All of that happens this month and it supports our journey of spiritual initiation. How does this happen? And if you want more information about that, click on the link below here and you can go take my class entitled The Journey of Spiritual Initiation. Also, if you've read my book, Ascending into Miracles, The Path of Spiritual Mastery, I describe this process in detail in there. How does this happen and is it going to be easy? I mentioned those questions because this is one thing that everyone wants to know. How easy is it going to be? How long will it take? And how much suffering or deprivation are we going to experience? I can best describe the process by telling you about the time I decided to walk around Central Park in New York City. This is a great example of what happens when we decide to take a spiritual pilgrimage and how a journey that we start innocently and full of promise and with the best of intentions can become quite the battle and we have to decide how we're going to continue. I think I can best describe the process of spiritual initiation that we usually take in a random and often accidental way by telling you about the time I decided to walk around Central Park in New York City. I was visiting New York and I think it was in late November around Thanksgiving. I remember it was cold and there was snow on the ground. I had spent several days going to museums and galleries and walking around New York looking at all the sights and one day it was early afternoon, I decided I would take a walk around Central Park. I wanted to see the side of the buildings that face Central Park. There's some beautiful old buildings and I wanted to get a good look at them. So I started walking around Central Park thinking eh, it might take me a couple hours, but I'd get a chance to look at every angle of the park and look at all the beautiful buildings. So I started out walking and I was walking relatively fast because I knew that the park was kind of big. Now, if you're from New York or you live in New York City, you're probably laughing by now because you know that my plan was not going to work or it was going to take a lot longer than I thought. And it was going to be more difficult than I imagined because I didn't realize how big Central Park is. And I was also carrying a couple bags because I'd done a little bit of shopping. They weren't heavy, but I still had a couple bags. So as I'm walking and looking at the buildings, the air gets colder and it starts to get a little dark. And by this time, I've been walking for almost 45 minutes and I was nowhere near halfway. I was barely a third of the way, if that much. So I walk a little farther. I found a bench. I sat down and rested for a few minutes and I got up and started walking again. And another 20 minutes, I find another bench. Finally, I'd been walking for almost two hours and I was barely halfway around the park. 
I was tired, I was hungry, it was getting dark, and it was getting colder. So I had to make a choice. I had to decide if I was going to continue and then what I was going to do next. Or I could stop my journey, find a cab to take me back to my hotel, and go have some dinner because I was extremely hungry. And that's what I decided to do. I realized that walking around Central Park instead of walking through it or visiting a corner of it was a much bigger project than I had imagined and certainly wasn't something that I could do in a short amount of time. But I didn't know that because I'd never thought about walking all the way around the perimeter of Central Park in New York City. But this is how we often do our spiritual journey. We get a whim. We have this random thought, I think I'll do this, or we find somebody and we jump into a relationship or we jump into a situation because it attracts us, not understanding that there's a lesson to be learned. There's a process. This is part of our spiritual initiation journey. We have something to learn here and our soul has pointed us in that direction. Instead, we go through a long, drawn out, often painful process where we have no idea of where we're going and no idea of how to get there and, and no realization of how long it's going to take or what we need to complete the journey. And then we feel like a failure because we feel that we didn't do it right or we could have done something differently when in fact we needed to understand the process of spiritual initiation and look at our journey with a greater sense of discernment and an understanding that at the end, our purpose is to achieve enlightenment. So this is what our spiritual initiation journey looks like. And again, adding to what I said earlier, and I've said this many times before, I believe that the people who wrongly told us how easy and fun and wonderful ascension would be and fool people into thinking it would just be not a big deal, only to find out that, wow, it's tearing their lives apart. It's tearing their relationships apart. They have children who aren't speaking to them anymore. And as I said, one of the things that we have to do in this spiritual pilgrimage is we have to decide how much transformation is right for us, how much we're going to do, what we're going to save for another time. And where do we make that choice where we look at it and go, you know what, I'm done right here. This is as far as I can go. And it might not be farther than you think. With all this activity going on, how are we supposed to shine, much less glow, and build our energy empire? What do we do about our relationships and connections that are falling apart? How do we balance our ongoing light and energy work with shining our own light? Remember, we have so much support for a shift in the status quo, and that's happening multidimensionally. Let your soul be your guide. Listen to your angels and spirit guides. Reach into the deepest recesses of your heart and find those old dreams and visions you put away because it was never the right time. You had too many commitments and obligations. You were too tired or you were just scared. I also believe that the level of teaching that many of you have to share is more applicable to people today than it would have been two decades ago. And there were teachers there that weren't that great. For example, there are teachers I've never liked, never resonated with, and actually thought were doing a lot of harm. Sylvia Brown is one of them. While I never liked her and never followed her, she was a good resource for people who were just starting their spiritual journey and just learning about spirituality. I never cared for or trusted a lot of people who call themselves spiritual teachers. 
Many of them operate under the umbrella of big publishing houses. And after watching Doreen Virtue's recent inexplicable turnaround, I know I'm right and I was right. You know that you offer more than these people, but for the world to be able to understand and to align with the higher level of teaching, they must have been awakened by others. And when they've had enough of them, they will follow you. That is, if you're visible and openly being the guide, mentor, teacher, and channel that you are. And I'm not picking on the spiritual information industry here. This is prevalent in business training, coaching, publishing, market, and in every sector. It is time for a fresh start and a big change to weed out the teachers who aren't honest and relevant and replace them with people who can operate at the 5D level. September's lunar activity is interesting too. On the 10th, we have a full moon that's right on the node and Uranus, so watch the sparks fly with that one. And the full moon on the 25th is close to Venus in Libra and happens on the day Mercury retros into Virgo with a strong Mars-Saturn trine. Didn't expect to see that one. So there's a lot of activity on that front too. In all honesty, I know that we're all tired and have processed so much energy, worked so hard, sacrificed so much, been so patient, and now we're ready for something else. The energy gaps between people who are seeking the light and those who chose the dark is getting wider too. So expect to have more relationship and connections and as we can't support, hold energy for, or take a stand for those who are moving farther away from the light. They have chosen for now and they need to live with the consequences of their choices as much as we need to honor those choices and move on. We can't grow roots where we don't want to be planted. And we can't expect others to embrace energy vibrations and frequencies that they are not comfortable with and cannot maintain. It's a busy month and there is something new going on every day. You'll see it in the world around you and you'll see it in your own life. Try to avoid focusing on what you think is wrong in the world and instead just shine your light. You do not know how important your light is to the collective. Do you remember the old-fashioned Christmas light strings that wouldn't work if one bulb was out? Every bulb after the burned-out bulb stayed dark. Who is missing the benefit of your light and energy if you don't shine? The spiritual pilgrimage path is calling your name. Will you make the journey? And if you've been extra tired the first few days of September, like me, which is why the energy report is late to publication, you can blame it on the large energy downloads that we are receiving to prepare us for this month. One other date that's going to be significant this month is, of course, September 11th. This year is the 21st anniversary of that fateful day when the world watched an act of global tyranny cast a pall over the entire world. And it's time for that pall to be lifted. It's September. It's time to shine. Have a wonderful month. Thanks so much for tuning in to the High Vibes Living Podcast. I'm Jennifer Hoffman, your host. I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode and that it has inspired, motivated, and energized you to take a few steps towards your rich, happy, and successful life. If you need more inspiration for your life path, check out my eight best-selling books on Amazon or look at a transformational intuitive session, coaching, or program on my website, enlighteninglife.com. Be sure to sign up for my newsletter and join my over 5 million weekly blog readers. Please subscribe to the High Vibes Living Podcast. Give it a like and a review. 
Your acknowledgement helps others find us and get the information and inspiration they need to turn their pain into joy and their fear into confidence. Your Becoming 360 transformation into congruence and divine harmony is a step away, as is your rich, happy, and successful life. Join us each week for a new episode, and I look forward to our next time together.